Hello. Hello. It's a true neutral. True neutral. I'm Keenan. And I'm Derek. And it's Derek's birthday at time of recording. Yes, it is. It is indeed my birthday at time of recording. Yay. <laughs> Doing a <coughs> sneaky old birthday record. <coughs> Coughing it up. Um. <laughs> oh, how's your week been? Uh, week's been all right, you know, uh, lots of work, not, nothing too, too exciting, just been hanging out and working. Hanging out and yeah. working. Uh, today's been good, uh, before I came over here, I, I got up and I went and hung out with, uh, my son and his mom, and we, uh, went up to, like, a local little pizza place, a little pizza buffet, and had lunch, that was oh, a, yeah. a lot of fun. And uh, they got me a movie collection. They got me all eight of the Friday, or not Friday the 13th, the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Oh, hell yeah. In a big collection pack. Some of those are bad movies. Yeah, I was pretty excited about that. So, I think that's going to be fun. Um, yeah, eight more scary movies for me to watch. Yay. Always good. Some classics, some terrible ones, you know. A yeah. little bit of everything. Uh, Dream Warriors is my favorite. <laughs> it's number three. It's the best one. <laughs> it might not be the best one, but it's definitely my favorite. I'm uh, looking forward to uh, what was the West Craven Returns or whatever. Oh, yeah. The Return to Elm Street or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I ever saw that one. It's like a, a meta reboot. Yeah. Or some shit like that. And I, I'm interested to watch that one. Yeah, I, I also got a box of them, but it was the first, I think, five. Aha. Uh-huh. I, I, don't, I don't know what the arbitrary selection was for. You know, yeah. they do that. Right. Yeah, I got an eight-pack eight, eight pack yeah. of them. So I think that's all of them? I, I think it is. I, I think I got, like, either all the ones before the reboot or, like... Just uh, most of the I don't I don't know. that might actually even include the reboot maybe which I don't think I ever watched the reboot I I think I did I think it was fine but I mean you killing uh, killing killing the, the 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 young famous boy he got more famous later Johnny Depp yeah <laughs> yeah. Well, he was like the one famous guy. <laughs> Everybody else, you know, like some of them did keep acting, but nobody was Johnny Depp. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't know about his personal life. Don't at me about that. <laughs> or do actually increase our social media engagement. Tell yeah. me why I'm wrong for liking Johnny Depp. Yeah, yeah. Except for that Native American movie. I know that was a, that was a bad call. <laughs> Everyone knew that was a bad call. Why did they do that? I don't know. Someone in there, maybe even Johnny Depp himself, watched Tropic Thunder and saw Robert Downey Jr. and thought, I can also tastefully you cannot do use, this. You cannot use Tropic Thunder as a justification for anything you do. They <laughs> did it right, and no one else can ever do that movie again. They were like, I'm sure I can also tastefully do this. And uh, no, no. The point of it was that it wasn't tastefully done. It was satirically done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. We go back to Tropic Thunder a lot on this yeah. podcast. We should probably talk about it. We should just watch it and take notes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. At some point, we will definitely be doing that. My notes will all reduce to the fact that this is Tom Cruise's best role. <laughs> um, 
No, I had been thinking, a little side tangent, I had been thinking it would be fun at some point to do uh, a bad movies, but it would be good movies where we pick out movies that we love or p- movies that are ubiquitously loved and just watch good movies. That's <laughs> not bad movies. No, it's not. It's the opposite. It's good <laughs> movies. <laughs> True neutral, colon, bad movies, colon, good, good movies. movies. Yeah. <laughs> That's stupid. We should do it. <laughs> Um, How was your week? It was fine, I think. Um, yeah, overall fine. That's good. Yeah. Um, kids started school this last week. Oh, I guess that did happen. My son started school for the very first time. He's in public school now. Yeah. How's he liking that? He loves it. Cool. He is fucking loving it. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, my son uh, had a little bit of attitude problems last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, um, got called out for a Caught Doing Good award already, so nice. a little, little humble brag about my kid there. Hell yeah. Fucking, yeah, so hopefully that keeps up. Right? <laughs> Partner got a call from the principal, and she told me, that that's all she told me was she got a call from the principal. I was like, oh, fuck. Already? But yeah. It was a good call. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good call. All right. Hell yeah. Um... But yeah, otherwise it's just been yeah a week. Oh, um, happy birthday, Bob Barker's dead. Yeah, Bob Barker did die today. Yeah, that is that is. A we thing. were just talking about him. Yeah, we were. We like, were just talking about how the on man record was, was ageless, and then he passes away <laughs> on your birthday. as yep. to prove a point. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, and a couple days, uh, before, like, or just earlier this week, um, I don't know how much you pay attention to professional wrestling, but Bray Wyatt passed away. I, I, I am weirdly tangentially associated with a lot of people who apparently love wrestling, because this was all over my newsfeed. <laughs> I have never watched wrestling. I, like, it, like, I get it now. Mm-hmm. As a kid, I didn't get it. Like, I, just, like, that's the... That's when you're supposed to buy into it, I thought. But I, <laughs> I just did not understand. Now, now, if I were to like just sit down and like, okay, a storyline starts here. I'll start from this, and yeah. like, and I just watched it. I bet I could get right on into oh, it. Oh, it's a lot of fun. But like, and the athleticism on display is honestly really cool as well. Yeah, but it does seem that there are an unfortunate amount of these. Well, this that come out of this. This is this one actually. He um he passed away he was only 36 he passed away of a heart attack but it was due to complications from covid okay um he had gotten covid at some point in the past and just never fully recovered from it damn and uh ended up having a heart attack due to complications from it that's really unfortunate yeah it's uh it's sad no it's fine okay i'm recording right now (laughs) we don't talk on the phone while we record no calls Uh, no hold my calls secretary I'm recording. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, I will uh, call them back. Also, happy birthday. The Flash is streaming now. Oh, nice. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Which also happened today. <laughs> I just thought that was fun. It's uh, like on the Max's big old... Sounds like I'm talking about a person. I hate this app. You're right. On, on Max HBO's, That's... HBO's app. It's like front and center, the flash. <laughs> it's like, man, you guys know how bad that bombed, right? Right. Maybe just quietly put it up there. 
People who want to watch it will. Like, I'm going to watch it again. I Ooh. bought a Flash t-shirt. If I hadn't got a stain on it already, I'd be wearing it again today to go out. Uh, that's that's... <laughs> All right, then. <laughs> All right. It's not a good movie. No, it's bad. Don't, don't, don't misinterpret my wearing of the t-shirt as saying it is good. It's just I have spent so much time on that film. <laughs> like, Sunken cost fallacy. Like I legitimately worked on that movie harder than a lot of the people who worked on that movie. <laughs> I don't feel like I'm exaggerating. I'm, I don't want to discredit the people who were on set actually doing stuff, but some of the people in charge of that movie, I definitely worked harder than them. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> I um, suppose. <laughs> Donald Trump's mugshot was in the news, and it's really, really funny. And what's even better than that? Because, I mean, if you haven't seen the mugshot, I encourage you to look it up. It's, it's a very good Kubrickian stare. Yeah, he's just <laughs> not having it. He's so mad he has to get this picture taken. He's usually so up for a photo op. I don't understand. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I've seen um, on Facebook, because I'm an old man and scroll Facebook, Oh, the people that are, uh, they're taking mug shots in solidarity? Yeah, in solidarity with him. And it's just like, I I had to share, it's like, you you ever double down so hard you break your own back? (laughs) Like, what the fuck? Well, see, this is why when you were worried about everyone going crazy and firing rounds in the air and whatever, I was like, no, no, they're not, that's too smart. (laughs) Even that's too smart. And, And I was proven right, because... This is what happened instead. <laughs> so. They really, uh, really cocked it up. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think they know what they're doing. I have heard um, that there are, are some people that are trying to spin it as, uh, you know, sometimes it's good for a cause when one of the, the high, higher-ups goes to prison and like, oh, becomes a, a martyr. martyr. Martyring them. Yeah. yeah. It's not, it's not the higher up. It's your fucking demigod. Yeah. I don't understand what you're going for here. You're. He's not a martyr for getting caught doing something super illegal while he's the president. Yeah, yeah that's that, not. That just doesn't make sense. That logic just, don't track. That dog don't hunt. <laughs> dog will hunt. <laughs> that dog don't hunt. That dog don't hunt. This dog don't hunt at all. I don't understand. I just, I fully and completely, and, like, look, our our hometown where we live is just full of these people. Oh, yeah. I mean... Yeah, you see, you know, Trump 2024 flags going across the, you know, out the back of trucks and cars and all over the place around here. Stickers all over the place, just big old FJBs everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, like, we have this all around us, and I do not understand it. I don't get it either. Like it's it's just a it's a logic leap that I just cannot. No, it, it really understand. is. It's it's just the doubling down thing. It's just people doubling down and doubling down and doubling down and doubling down until they are backed into this corner. And if they admit that what the they're standing atop a house of cards. No, it's not even a house. Or they're of cards. throwing a standing on a, a house of glass, and they're about to throw a rock at their own feet. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but, like, no, they just keep building up this glass house. They keep mm-hmm. building it up, like, underneath them, and they just have the supplies, and they just keep building underneath them. And 
the higher they get, they know like the sooner they crack or the like the longer it takes them to crack that glass, it's gonna be a harder and harder fall, and they just people just can't psychologically reevaluate to that degree. <laughs> we need we need a nationwide therapy session. <laughs> And we can't do that because of all the people who think like that are like, therapy's for losers. I don't need to talk. <laughs> I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. the Trumpies. Yeah. The Trumpies are like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Uh, it's the state of the world today. It's fine. I did have one person say they wouldn't mind that political podcast, so. Nice. Yeah. I might be coming up. Hell Yeah. That's all it takes. Not so neutral. If we if we get just one person to to listen, that that's all it takes. We'll do a show for you. It was DJ, so. <laughs> um What else happened in the news today? Barbie's the highest domestic movie of the year. Nice. Overtook Mario. Hell yeah. So that's pretty sweet. That is pretty sweet. Um How's Blue Beetle doing, do you know? It's Okay. It's fine. It's, it's on doing track. fine. Yeah, it's not. It's not like blowing anything out of the water, but it's not like. I mean, it, it is technically speaking a bomb, but like a projected bomb. Like they, the, it's it's making the money it was projected to make given the circumstances, mm-hmm. and that's pretty good. All right, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Um, I did find one cool article that I just thought was very interesting. Okay. Um, about, uh, it's basically an underground biome that was found, uh, 600 feet under the earth in a sinkhole in China. Cool. And it's, like, an ancient, like, underground forest, like, biome that's just, like, they found there in a cave, basically, in a sinkhole. Neat. And that's really cool. But they... Also, don't know, they're like, there could be animals here that we've never seen before, or that could be extremely invasive to the outside world. Send in the drones! Or, like, and they're just not sure about any of it. They're like, we don't, we don't know. It could be a veritable land of the lost down there. That's exciting. We don't fucking know. But I think that's really fucking cool. Yeah. I love shit like that. That's super exciting. I hope something cool comes of that. Right? COVID-20... <laughs> COVID-20. I was, like, the missing link <laughs> is just, like, Bigfoot just actually living in, down there. But we've established through evolutionary, like, links, like, there's no, there's not really a missing link. Yeah, I, it was a turn of phrase. <laughs> it was a turn of phrase. But can you imagine, like, an actual land of the lost where you go and there's, like, T-Rexes and raptors and fucking... That'd be... It'd be pretty crazy if you just like, I'm gonna check out this cave. Oh, a forest. Oh, dinosaurs. Oh, dinos. Oh, dinos are there. Yeah, like that would that would be really cool. Like anything, it, like legitimately, if we found like a, a a creature that was like a like a platypus or you know one of those like really yeah. specific kind of beasts, like we can't we can't actually take it out to evaluate it because we're pretty sure it'll die anywhere else yeah right it like, lives here it <laughs> only lives here <laughs> like those those animals are really interesting to me yeah well I also I wonder though since because they found it clearly now it's like open like a sinkhole opened up and unveiled the cave or whatever that was able to 
get down there to it. Right. But... So does that mean that there's already now outside influence? There's like outside air, outside bacterias and things that are now infesting. Oh, you would have to assume, well, but like well, it's untouched. Depending on where it is, it's probably not like that much of a difference. So long as it's not like you know city fumes getting in there, I assume that'd be like not too big of a like. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. All right. Mm. I mean, yeah. It's just, yeah, it's hard to say. I'm not a scientist, so... What? Yeah. That's that's why we started this podcast, because <laughs> you were a scientist. I lied. I lied on my resume. Oh. Got the job anyways. God damn. Well, good thing we haven't really talked about science before now. Yeah, right? <laughs> I know. Um, We've talked about science lots of times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's, yeah, it's got a well-preserved primitive forest. That's neat. Yeah. That's exciting. I hope something cool comes of that. Um, the trees growing down there are nearly 40 meters high. That's tall. That is pretty tall. They've been growing for some time. How have they been growing without light? This is what a sinkhole like this looks like that led down to the caves. There's literally just, like, a hole in a mountain. Yeah. So it says there's created by the dissolution of the bedrock by groundwater. Okay. So the water just, like, erodes. Eroding. Eroding. (laughs) Until eventually just big sinkhole in a mountain. And sometimes there's cool underground forests in there, apparently. That's fucking really neat. (laughs) I don't know why, but that's really cool. Right? Uh, I'd be, like, like, can you imagine, though, some, like, invasive species or, like, a crazy bacteria? Like, that's how, like, some fucking uh, apocalypse movies start. Some, like, end-of-the-world scenarios. Yeah. Just like, oh, hidden bacteria laying dormant in the earth. Not anymore. Like I said, COVID-20. It's like uh, the, the ice in the Arctic, I think. Arctic? Antarctic? One of the shelves is melting at a very very rapid rate i know i keep bringing up the environment and shit a lot as well but one of the ice shelves is actually melting at an extremely rapid rate and a lot of weird things have happened with that like um there was a bacteria that had lain dormant in the permafrost for we're not sure how long but when that layer melted the bacteria woke back up and they turned uh an entire part of the shelf blood red for a while until it all bled like the bacteria all went into the ocean like it was all just red Okay. And um, I believe now also it's thawed more and they've found remains of some previously, like, unknown species of animal. Like, I think they might have found, like, one of them. Like, they recently found, like, the oldest turtle fossil that they've ever found, which might have been from there. Cool. And a couple other, like, like I've heard about a couple of fossils, and I, I heard at least one of them was something that came from, like, the ice shelf melting and it's just like it's been stuck down in the permafrost for God knows how many tens or hundreds of thousands of years or whatever, and we've just never seen anything Captain like it. Captain America turtle. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, bad shit's happening to the environment, but it is cool to see some of the stuff that is like part of our Earth that we've never seen before. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's bittersweet. Everyone, get ready for the Arizona Bay. <laughs> um. Speaking of the environment, the GOP had its first debate. 
Oh, yeah. 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 From what I could tell, because I'm not watching the whole fucking thing. Yeah, um, I didn't watch any of it, so... As far as I can tell, it was a lot of yelling. <laughs> <laughs> Legitimately, most of the recaps are just like, uh, yeah, there, there was a lot of yelling, a lot of talking over, and uh, no mention of Donald Trump, because that's illegal right now in political debate. <laughs> I don't know if it's, like, legitimately illegal, but they weren't... They couldn't bring him up because he's being indicted. Yeah. He's busy getting his mugshot and fucking being charged with crimes. Yes, yes. He was supposed to be in this debate. Yeah. And he he was not. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty funny. <laughs> pretty funny stuff. Gotta love it. <laughs> Gotta love it. Yeah, there's... Yeah, there, it's pretty good. Um... I felt like I had some. I was trying to find. I know there was something else. I was uh, there's some other news I was trying to remember, but I can't remember what it is. Do you have a story for us? Um, not so much a story, but I finished um a book. A book that I've been reading. Um, I believe that I actually had talked about it once before, but that was on the episode recently that we lost. So, um. But I was reading a book called um, Mutant 59, The Plastic Eaters. Oh, I remember you talking about uh, that. By Kit Pedler and Jerry Davis, I think. Take your word for it. Um, well, I think you took pictures at the time, so you'll have to upload them to Instagram now. Oh, yeah. That you, you know, are actually going to be talking about it on live. Not live. Online. Online. <laughs> um, Excuse me. So, it is a very interesting book. Uh, The first, like, chapter or two are basically just, like, a lot of things going very, very wrong. Um, They are, like... This book was made in... I think it was published in 1972, if I remember right. I don't have it with me at the moment, so... Um, And uh, it's, like, they have... That one? Yeah, that one. It's, like... I found the picture. (laughs) They have, uh, like, automatic... There's someone that's making, like, an automatic uh, traffic control system, like stoplights automated to go on their own and things like that, I assume. And uh, there's, like, that... Something goes haywire in that, and a bunch of people crash, and it causes a pile-up, and all sorts of people die. Um, There's a plane crash where one of the engines explodes, and it crashes into a shopping mall. Um... Like, a lot of people die in this book. A shitload of people. That's fun. Um, but it's all kind of happening right around central London. Like, there was a little... And, uh... So, it's... There's, like, a group of scientists, and they are all working in a... For a guy named Kramer. And he... He's, like... It's kind of like a think tank of scientists. Just kind of trying to make money as a business doing science stuff. Okay. And um, they made a type of plastic they call Degron, which is, uh, its technical name, I guess, is aminostyrene. Basically what it does is um, it's covered in, like, a, a plastic or, like, a thin sheet of plastic, and then when you're done using, like, the bottle or whatever, because they sold the patent to a soda company within the book. Oh, okay. And so when you're done with the, the soda that's in the bottle, you just, like, tear off, like, a little strip of the plastic that's on the outside of the bottle, 
and as soon as air and light touches the bottle itself, then it immediately starts to degrade. Like, it's biodegradable, and it just, like, it's cutting oh. back on plastic waste and things All like right. that. That's, that's neat. Yeah. And then um, uh, things obviously, like, start going haywire uh, across central London, and um, they end up finding out that it's, uh, there's, like, something's going wrong with uh, some of the insulation on the wires, which is causing things to, like, blow up and things to go bad and they don't know why but like the plastic installation covering wires and a whole bunch of other shit is just like melting like turning to goop and just melting oh they use the they use the biodegradable stuff to do the thing well yeah after a fashion (laughs) um so like it's it's a pretty crazy like story all the way through i'm not gonna get like super deep dive into it but it does turn out that there's a... Uh, so, a guy who's not even, like, part of the story, except in this, like, one little blurb that's a couple pages long that's his story. Um, <laughs> talking about a guy that two and a half years before the events of the, the book itself, there was a scientist who was just, like, a, a chemist who just taught, I think, high school, like, chemistry or something like that, and just didn't really like his job, but had never really gone anywhere. He's just a a middling man in the the world of science, I guess. Okay. And, um, but he, like, had an epiphany one day. He was, like, trying to clean his rain gutters, and there was a piece of plastic that was, like, clogging up the rain gutter, and he was like, I really wish that would just, like, disintegrate like leaves do and other things. Like, And then he ended up creating a a bacteria that feeds on plastic, so he would he was basically trying to make something like Degron, but it would be like done in a different way with a, a bacteria instead of using whatever they did. Okay. And um but then they had the classic and this is probably my least favorite part of the whole book, is the way that this bacteria ends up the, the all of them failed except for eventually he got the right one, the fifty ninth mutation of this uh, bacteria uh. he was mutating to make it eat plastic it's the title yeah and so um but he has uh, high blood pressure and heart problems this guy did and so like as he was like he's like oh, i did it i did it and he got all excited and he ended up having a heart attack and as he fell the the beaker fell into a sink and the bacteria all went down the drain <laughs> and so they'd just been living in the sewers for years two and a half years or whatever okay and then eventually, like, yeah, like, all the conditions were right, and they found uh, the Degron, which the bacteria was able to start eating. And then it itself, like, through every generation, the bacteria mutated more and more, was able to eat, consume more different types of plastic, and consume them faster. Okay. And so eventually, it's like, like, subways start blowing up in central London, like, the whole, the entirety of central London gets shut down, and the army comes in and quarantines everything off, and, like, yeah, planes are blowing up, subways are blowing up, because when the bacteria eats plastic, it releases, like, a gas that is highly volatilely flammable, Oh, just so as a, it's byproduct? It's, uh, it's, it's waste. Yeah. It's waste is highly flammable. Yes. Fun. And it's, it's, a, it's a gas. 
And uh, it smells, the book describes it as smelling not unlike like a natural gas, it's a kind of that rotten egg kind of smell. Okay, yeah. And, um, and because it eats plastic, it's eating the plastic insulation on wires and shit throughout the subway lines and throughout everything else. And so when the bare wires, it eats through enough of the insulation, then the bare wires touch, and then it catches a spark, and then everything blows up. Fun. <laughs> yeah. That's a good apocalypse. Yeah, yeah. Well, they end up stopping it at the end of the book. It doesn't spread outside central London. Okay. So they, they are able to stop it. One of the scientists, the main scientist guy, the main character of the book, his name's Gerard. Um, he Butler? No. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Gerard. Uh, it's his last name? Yeah. Oh. Luke. Luke Gerard. That's it. Yeah. Um, but everyone just calls him by his last name, so... Dr. Luke. Um, but uh, he, they end up, him and a couple of the other scientists from the think tank end up figuring out that uh, um, they can take essentially like a different version of the bacteria, or of their, they're going to remake the Degron plastic, but they're going to take out one of the molecule chains and put uh, cyanide molecules in there instead. So when the bacteria eats the that plastic protein, it actually kills itself because it, it cyanides in it. Makes sense. And so that's how they end up stopping everything. All right. But, yeah, this book's got like a little bit of everything. It's got like a little bit of romance, but like not a lot. Like just enough that it's like, oh, that's there. That's a part of the story, I suppose. That's right. You know, a fun little side like byline for the main character and the other main depth. character, and. Um, a little bit of, like, intrigue, and there's a lot of science-y terms, but it's because it's just an old-school science fiction book. Right. And, uh, it's very good. I really, really enjoyed it. I think I will give this book 87. 87 dabs out of 100. Yes. That's not bad at all. No, it was it was really quite enjoyable, to be completely honest with you. And uh, I need to go find some more old-school sci-fi books to read, because they're fun. That looks painful. It sucked. Um, I highly recommend Philip K. Dick's short stories. I've talked about them on here before, but yeah. I did not go into depth enough for them. Like, Some of them are pretty cliched at this point, but you can really feel like this was new at the time and it's a lot of fun yeah um oh man uh so ahsoka came out this week yeah or started coming out and uh i watched the first episode like right before you got here and all I right was, i was part way through the second episode and uh look it looks pretty good nice like overall it looks good like Ahsoka, like Rosario Dawson as mm -hmm. Ahsoka, looks great. Hell like, yeah, nailed it. Looks looks like Ahsoka grew up, and like if you watched Clone Wars or Rebels very much, mm -hmm. this is like perfect because uh, it there's a lot of Rebels stuff in it, but like if you watch Clone Wars, you kind of watched Ahsoka grow up. Yeah. And so, seeing her character now, after, you know, getting to know her through those shows, is really cool to see her development. She's got her two white lightsabers. They're fucking badass. 
Hell yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, so she she's just this stoic figure where she used to be this precocious young scamp. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's a cool transformation, and the character arc makes sense, and she's in like that spot where she's like the wiser, older Jedi now. And it's, well, yeah. not really a Jedi, but... Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's hard to finish your training when there's no order left. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, the the show looks great. It looks fantastic. It, it looks like they're using models and stuff. Like, there's, it doesn't look like there's a lot of reliance on CG overall. Mm-hmm. Which is, I like that a lot. I preferred the... It looks like you could, like, get hit with that ship. Yeah. <laughs> As opposed to, oh, I could definitely control that in a video game. Right. They're definitely using a joystick for that. Well, speaking of video game, I was going to ask you, how good do you think the chances are that um, you'll see a Cal Kestis pop up in here? Because there's been rumors of things like that happening... And because it was based on, oh, what's his name? The guy that plays Cal Kestis in the games. Um, That's just his face. Yeah, it's just him. So it would be really easy to pull him onto, like, Ahsoka or something, and... I I could see them doing a cameo. I I wouldn't be surprised if we saw that Just, like, in one episode he shows up for a bit. That's what I was thinking. But, like... What Even, do you think the chances are on something like that happening, like, realistically? Realistically, I'd say probably, like, 30-70. You give it, like, a good 30%. They might do that. Like, yeah. It would be easy to do, but I, I feel, like, because this is being written and directed by Dave Filoni, who's a really big lore nerd. Mm-hmm. And so, if it does not serve this story to put that lore in there, he will not. It will be, like, fucking, if somebody suggested it and he felt like it wasn't there they might get fired (laughs) i don't think dave filoni's that much of a taskmaster but like (laughs) just saying like he's really really cares about his lore and his story so yeah that's uh it's cool to see that translate and like he did rebels and clone wars like and he was really like george lucas's understudy Mm -hmm. like he's the he's the guy he knows the the thing to do he's the guy he's he is the guy he is the the John Favreau of Star Wars. Yeah. If you're more familiar with the MCU. <laughs> I mean, that's totally fair. Um, I think it would be really fun to see something like that happen. Uh, isn't doesn't Vader? Isn't Hayden Christensen going to be in this show? I think I heard that somewhere as well, but I can't be a hundred percent sure if that was true or not. I've heard rumors of it, but I'm not sure either. Huh. That'll be neat. That would be neat if that happens as well. Yeah, that'd be really fucking cool. He's come back for a couple of times for little parts. So yeah, he's put be... on the suit a couple times recently. I know that. Yeah, he was. I mean, he was there for the Obi Wan show, and mm-hmm. Obi Wan was good. I liked it. I I never watched all. I saw the first episode. I heard some pretty critical reviews of it, and while they made some good points, I still. Feel overall like that was a pretty good show, but um, yeah, Ahsoka so far is looking really good. I'm excited to see where it goes. They've introduced a couple of new red lightsaber people. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least one of them is carrying the lightsaber of a Jedi who disappeared after the Clone Wars, which you know they all did. All right, yeah. Um, so that's that'll be interesting to see where those characters came from and who they are. 
Mm-hmm. And they've also got one of the the former sisters of Dathomir. She's guiding them with witch magic. Where is this taking place at? Um, so they've done a live-action Lothal, which I'm very excited about. It was really cool to see. That's the Ezra Bridger's hometown in mm-hmm. Rebels. So getting to see that from the animation to like live-action was really neat. Yeah. Um, cause the animation was like 3d and like looked, you know, smooth and like you could imagine it, but seeing it like physical mm-hmm. was really, it was really cool. And they've translated the characters of the crew. Well, so far, the ones that we've seen anyway, I've, uh, I've got Sabine on there and she's like a predominant character in this. Okay. Cause, uh, Ahsoka was supposed to train her. Mm-hmm. Cause Sabine is the one who, uh, rightfully, uh, got the dark saber. Yeah. So she was supposed to get trained by Ahsoka, but they had some sort of falling out. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. isn't there... Oh, and the big threat is that Thrawn is still around somewhere. Okay. And so are they... Is it staying on one planet? No. No. All right. All right. So what if she goes to Dagobah to talk to Yoda for advice? That would be cool. Um... I don't know if they'll do that, but um, right now the, the... Also, when does Ahsoka die? I don't know. Because, um, like, thinking about it, she probably, you know, could have been there to help Luke and yeah, Leia yeah. at any point. There's there's um, there's definitely a, a layer of, like, yeah, what is she doing? She is just busy. Yeah. It's kind of the... The overall consensus, I think, right now. <laughs> I just like the entirety of the time they're fighting the rebellion, going up against Vader. Like all of these things are happening, and Ahsoka's what just hiding on a planet somewhere, like like Yoda was, like Luke will in a few short years. Yeah, like, I, I mean, it does seem to kind of be the Jedi way. But we fucked up. Oh. Fuck, I'm just going to put myself in exile. Yeah. <laughs> but um, the overall MacGuffin of this is, like, um, Thrawn and Ezra both disappeared at the same Miller? time. It, no, Bridger. <laughs> uh, disappeared at the same time at the end of Rebels. Mm-hmm. And no one really knows where they went. They're just gone. Okay. Um, And... So this is saying, like, well, Admiral Thrawn's still out there, and, like, they're being called to, like, the, the witch lady is like, Admiral Thrawn calls to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, they're like, oh, so is Ezra alive? <laughs> oh, Hera Syndulla's in this, and that makes me so happy. We get a live-action Hera, and she's, like, one of my favorite characters. Hell yeah. I've read, like, a couple of books with her in it, and, like, she's all the way through Rebels, like, She's, she's a badass. Hell yeah. So it's cool to see her live action, too. That's awesome. Um, but, the, yeah, so that's the, the main MacGuffin right now is that they're looking for Thrawn, and the good guys are looking to stop them getting Thrawn and also maybe find Ezra. Okay. And so we might get a live action Ezra in this, which that, would be really cool. Yeah. Neat. Yeah. So I'm excited to see where it goes from here. Like I said, I just started the second episode, and the third episode isn't up yet. 
Hopefully it doesn't go the way of Secret Invasion. Yeah, because I watched... Yeah, I remember kind of liking the first episode of that, but... Uh, oof. Yeah. Oh, that went downhill. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping with Filoni in charge of this, it's going to be going to be real good because that first episode was written and directed by him all right that's so, a good sign yeah i'm i'm really hoping it just uh sticks on this path and uh does 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 jedi good yes yes do do jedi good um and give me ezra <laughs> um and that's 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 about it for that right that's now. About I, it for that. Yeah, I'm not gonna give it a rating of any kind yet because yeah. it's not done. I'll come back to it when I've watched all the episodes or watched up to like episode four, and I think it's really bad. And, and then you'll be like, I'll just no. Yeah, <laughs> it, it just depends on what happens. But as of right now, I'm invested. I'm gonna finish that episode uh, that I was started. You know. Yeah. You know. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, God, I love it. God, I love it. <laughs> Jesus, man. Jesus, man. Yeah. Like a superhero. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, let me let me check on the emails real quick. Kidoki. Um. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was just I got I was thinking about the things I have to do after we get done with this. I forgot for a moment that it was my birthday, and I still have a bunch of things to go do. <laughs> <laughs> um, while I am looking through this, do you have a hypothetical? Um, hmm, that's an interesting question. No, is the answer. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Fascinating. Yes. Mind-altering stuff we got there. uh, That's the quality content you come here for. Um. If you could start any kind of cult, what kind of cult would it be? Oh, it would be a cult that made people feel good and got me a lot of money. Oh, okay. (laughs) It would be like... It'd be the like boring kind. Yeah, it would. It would. It would be like I wouldn't. I wouldn't want suicidals. So you're telling me you would start Scientology? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. With um, with less racketeering. No, you just said make you lots of money. Yeah, well, yeah, but like not not like objectively morally inept ways of doing that. I don't know. You give a couple of people thinking counts, and you're good to go. They pay money. <laughs> yeah, no, I... Okay, what I mean is not threatening people and taking out a bunch no, of laws. No, thetan, not threaten. <laughs> Look, they're kind of interchangeable. <laughs> anyway, but I just, I just mean not, like, attacking people with lawsuits or, like, making people disappear or, like... You're so boring. <laughs> I, I'm I, a blood cult. <laughs> I didn't say there wouldn't be blood, blood for involved. for the blood god, you know? <laughs> But like okay, so my cult would definitely be like it, it'd be like those good vibes only people. Those are the people I'd take advantage of. <laughs> yeah, and I would I'd make a good vibes cult, and everybody <laughs> would be like, "This is so great!" And it, I would make the environment so happy that you know they would not need stuff, right? 
you make the environment so good for them, they feel like they don't need stuff. <laughs> they give you their stuff. Then you have them live on a commune and do your farming. I guess. And then, yeah. so you've you've basically got slave labor in the form of a cult. Mm-hmm. So you, you cultivate something, you, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and then when it's time to bail, you give them the Kool-Aid and you run. I mean, you don't have to give them the Kool-Aid. You just bail. You just no, take off because they, they know your face. If you have enough money, it doesn't matter. The Kool-Aid is a necessary part of it. It is not. It really is. Jones also died. That was not part that was not the reasoning for that. Yes, I know. And besides, like I could very easily make up a culty reason why I have to disappear. Maybe uh, maybe I just like I mean, yeah, I, I get... don't plan on having the Kool-Aid. I said give it to them. No, well like I mean like they don't need to know that I'm somewhere else. They like, will eventually. Maybe. But like I it Granted, this plan has worked the way I wanted Were it you to. Fucking Edward Norton and Fight Club, kinda. <laughs> like that's what, that's what I mean. Just like fucking, I will have enough money that I can just go uh, away, go somewhere I want to go. Project Mayhem. That would be a fun cult. No, also bad. That was the bad part. That's where the Fight Club went wrong. Do you not? I don't. It's like you didn't even watch the movie. It's a cult. <laughs> What do you... That's the point! No! No, the point generally is to get money or to get bitches. No! That's why people start cults. No, they... I... When I think of cults, I think of, I think of Manson. Well, yeah, also, Uh, Heaven's Gate. Yeah, like, they're very, uh... Uh, 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 I can't remember the word right now. When you... Religion too much. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm really really sorry. A d- devout? No, it's. Do you mean devout? No, it's like it, I can't remember. <laughs> it's okay. When you religion too much? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. That is. No, that is what I said and right. what I mean. Let me just. I want to go elephant's back. Elephant's word is an electric dream. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> I want to go back and just point out, like, uh, what, what a, I wouldn't need to kill my followers, they wouldn't need to die, because- A I zealot! Can... Uh, oh my god. <laughs> Sorry, I scared the beep. Uh, They're xenophobic zealots, that's what I think of when I think of a cult. I don't have to be xenophobics. I mean, no, but it's... it's, If you can take advantage of all the races, you've got a lot more ground to work with. (laughs) I'm just saying. As as a cult leader, it's stupid to be xenophobic. Yeah. I just said that was the first it's thing that It's stupid to be xenophobic no matter what. I'm just saying, like, if you're going well, to take advantage... Well, zealots in general are usually pretty xenophobic. Well, yeah. I mean, to some degree, they also have to... Look, okay, so you have to be afraid of the outside world. Yeah. To, to you know, be yeah. part of the, the indoctrination. But there's, there's also, like, a, a different level to that, where some people are just naturally afraid of the outside world, and that's why they start the cult. But... In this instance, you should make other people afraid of the outside world, not yourself. Like The Village. Yeah. yeah. It's a terrible movie. That, that'd be a good cult, though. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's a good cult. This is just my town. No, what do you mean? It's my town. Bullshit. That sucks. I make all the rules. I am the mayor. I am the law. I am the everything. It's not a cult. It's just a town with a dictator. 
a cold. You you said the same thing twice, and I don't understand. Some cults don't die. Like, some cults just grow and grow and grow and become Scientology. <laughs> Allegedly. 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 Right, where's that guy's wife? She's been gone since, like, 2008. <laughs> That's not normal, Scientology. You know that, right? Come at me. Honestly, it would be so good for us if you came at me. Come at me, Scientology. <laughs> Put me on the map. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, no, seriously, like... It would be very easy to make a reason where, like, oh, yeah, so my vibes were so fucking good, I actually transcended. <laughs> N- now I'm gone. So, you know, you, you appoint a new leader, you put them in charge, and they actually are full-on in belief, so they'll just keep it going out of pure belief. Yeah. And all of the material possessions will be gone, and he'll be like, oh, he was truly a believer. And I'll just have taken everything. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, they'll just believe I have transcended because there will be no trace of me having ever been there. And that will be, that'll be a double double win for me because nobody will be like, hey, he took all my stuff, or hey, my relative is dead. Absolutely fair enough. Yeah. So, I, I just get away with it. Anyway, don't come after me if you see, you know, a nice little happy religion on the side of the road and it <laughs> looks like I'm in charge, okay? <laughs> <laughs> If it, I'll if, be on the other side of the road, blood for the blood god. <laughs> blood for the blood staring god. Staring down this good vibes cult like, I think we can take them, guys. They look really good vibes, and we have weapons. <laughs> we can. We are the only cults. And no, honestly, that would be great for me if you do that, because like, you just come over and like just start maliciously attacking my all of my cult members, and I just say... Good vibes, let them come. <laughs> and, and then they just let themselves die at your hand. And then I, I'm off the hook for everything. <laughs> take well, off. not my hands. Well, not your, but your followers. Yeah, the point yeah, is not yeah. my hands either. No, no, no. I mean, I'm not going to be, you and I, I'm going to be like, a beer? And then we're going to go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let them do their thing. You know, like the leaders of all religions and political parties. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's how it works, right? They're it, all friends. It really kind of is. Yeah. Well, we are we are happy little puppets. <laughs> happy little puppets doing a little dance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was yeah. there any email? <laughs> yeah. Um, we got a big response from DJ on the morality of animals. Okay. Do you want to? You want to take that? Yes, yes, indeed. Here, let let me see. Yeah, that's right. Oh, a cat cult would also be fun. Oh yeah, like Egyptians. Yeah, just but just have everybody bring cats. Make your house one <laughs> giant cat tree. You'd just be like the crazy cat lady, but a bunch so of people. If that is the definition of like, if that can be a cult, and is like a book club a cult? Depending on how devout they are, yes. Oprah's book club. Um. Oprah's fans, yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so then, DJ says, so right Dr. out the Phil, gate, sorry. I'm just going to bum rush tackle the elephant in the room. 
Laws of morality are human constructs and ultimately subjective and arbitrary, even within our own species. Hey, they are perhaps the single most know. divisive <laughs> concepts known to humankind and, and in many ways the bane of our very existence. Now, as y'all mused, animals do experience emotion, and some are perhaps even capable of empathy. I often think of the story where a cheetah hunted and killed a monkey only to realize the monkey had a baby. And upon realizing this, the cheetah took the baby monkey as an adoptive child, at least as long as the film crew bothered to keep following her journeys. I think That was the... veal later. <laughs> I think at the higher levels, some animals are certainly capable of understanding or even comprehending guilt or shame, perhaps even regret. They certainly feel loss and grieve. That said, I don't think hardly any animals, save for the most developed primates, actually goes so far as to implement those feelings into a sort of social norm within their various packs and such. Chimps at the highest level seem to understand tyranny and have been documented carrying out successful coups on their pack leaders in coordinated efforts. That's fucking hot. That is crazy. (laughs) On a lighter note, I definitely agree that cats are smarter than dogs, but I also think that because of capitalism, science, especially science backed by capitalism, tends to have a stronger affinity for intellect stemming from submission and ability to comprehend orders and demands, rather than intellect stemming from individual thought and complex problem solving. That's fair. Yes, Daddy, whatever you say. (laughs) (laughs) People often cite cats as being stupid as a result of them not responding to their name being called the way a dog typically will. They just don't want to. Of course, this is not proof of stupidity, but rather proof of independence. A cat comes to find you when a cat damn well wishes to. Life occurs on their terms, and damn if that isn't a greater sign of intellect. A cat chooses, a dog obeys. Thank you for the Bioshock reference. I love that. (laughs) A man chooses, a slave obeys. Yeah. That's what what Andrew Ryan says to you as you beat him to death with his own golf club. Yeah, and it's also the name of the achievement you get when you kill Dr. House with a golf club. Yeah. Yeah, a slave obeys. Good shit. Good shit. I appreciate that. And you make some very good points. But you didn't really touch on a, a lot of what I, I know. I kept saying the phrase uh, "self-aware" over and over again, and maybe my definition of what, like a human definition of self-aware, is maybe different than the animal definition of self-aware, where they are just aware of this is me, this is not me, as compared to we have the higher. This is me. That is not me. I am human. That is bird. Right. Which is maybe as a level, a step above what is considered self-awareness in animals. I don't know. I don't know. But I find the self-awareness very interesting. Finding out that, like, great white sharks have a very strong sense of self and not self. I think that's very interesting. Yeah. (laughs) That is super interesting. Um... Anything else? Anything else? Um, X is still being stupid. Yes, um, yes The cage yes, fight is yes. not happening because no. Musk is a little fucking pussy bitch. Yes. Come at me, bro. Yes. Um, put me on the map. Put me on the map. Phone down. Oh, um, Musk is an idiot. <laughs> um... No, 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 I I don't think I've got anything else. I really thought I had more news, so I'll I'll um update you next week, I guess. Sounds good. <laughs> yeah. You'll think of it. Yeah, probably. With my <laughs> head brain. Yeah, sometimes. 
Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, uh, much like DJ did, you can email us at trueneutropod at gmail.com. Uh, you can always send an email there. We'll read them out. We'll see what you have to say. You know, conversate with you. You can also send an email, and we don't have to read it out. Just just uh, don't don't um, just say something in the email. Yeah, just be like, hey, don't read this out on the podcast. But we can still email. Yeah. You know, yeah. we talk. Um, you can also get a hold of us over on... X at X. True Neutral Pod, and I'm at Mr. Dab himself. Um, True Neutral Studios on the Instagram and the threads. I'm at Mr. Dab himself on threads. Oh, also True Neutral Studios on YouTube. Yeah. And True Neutral Podcast on Facebook. On the Facebook. <laughs> on the Facebook. Indeed, so. Mm. Also, the Disappointing Band, Disappointing at Best, Facebook and YouTube as well. Yeah. Don't plug the band so much anymore. No. You should do that sometimes. Well, we don't play very much. Ah, we will. <laughs> um, oh, I've been playing Injustice 2 on the mobile. Oh, how's that? Mediocre. Ah, but that's... entertaining enough. Would you say it's disappointing at best? I... Mm, no, it, no, it exceeded some expectations, so... Okay. It's just mediocre. All right. Mediocre. It's not forsaken. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.